Like understand that like your clothes to go work out in the morning, if they're in the closet behind nine things, you're expending mental energy to go find those things. So set yourself up for success in life. Meaning if you don't have to think about it or you're busy, get a pre-made meal service, like all these things that we can do to, to shortchange, to make sure that we're on the path to success. But it was ultimately this mastermind and I'm not currently in it anymore, but who I was a window into the world of holy crap. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Five Talents Podcast. I'm your host, Abel Pacheco. I interview the top commercial real estate investors and industry experts so you can learn from their experiences. So if you're an investor, a high W-2 earner or real estate or tech sales professional that wants to invest in real estate without having to manage properties or leave your day job, then this podcast is for you. Or if you're already investing in real estate, but you're doing it part-time and you want to become a full-time multifamily or full-time commercial real estate investor, this podcast is for you too. You're going to learn a ton. You will learn from real life multifamily investors and other professionals in the industry. They're going to share their blueprints for success. And I'm super excited that you're here. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, hello. This is Abel Pacheco, your host for the Five Talents Podcast. We are super excited today because we have an amazing guest, Mr. Austin Lenny, that's here on our show. Super pumped to have him. He is one of those individuals that has a super inspiring story. Uh, He's been constructing his life and building a lifestyle and showing others how to do that as well, coaching entrepreneurs and being, you know, a property management kind of an expert, if you would, in 27 some odd deals across so many different states. Anyways, I'll I'll let him really introduce himself, Mm -hmm. but I'm excited because he just got one of those vibes that you want to root for uh, one of those individuals that's just good, genuine people and himself. And uh, thank you very much. So Austin, thanks for coming on the show, man. Oh man. I think so. You know, it's interesting. I think we've like done this, like uh, if we were dating, we'd be two ships passing in the night because uh, <laughs> you know, you're in deals with people. I know I see you everywhere. We're kind of, but this is the first time we're kind of meeting. Cause you know, I know uh, you and Adrian Salazar are friends. That's my boy. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So it's awesome to be here. I'm very honored and excited to uh, uh, chat today. All right. Well, very good, man. I'm excited. We're in good company. And uh, anyways, excited to have you. So if you don't know Austin, you need to connect. He's got a podcast that he launched recently that's, you know, Construct Your Life. And anyways, he is uh, he's one of those individuals that works really hard at providing education, inside mentorship mindset for other people. And I know how hard it is to do a hundred some odd plus shows in a short period of time. So it's no, yeah. no, no small undertaking. So congrats, man. But why don't you start by, you know, telling us who you are and what you do today. We'll talk, we'll talk a little bit about real estate. And then I want to ask you some questions about how you got here. But So what do you actually do in, in real estate, man? Tell us about the services. Yeah, so we've got the Airbnb company that we run for for investors where we manage their properties for them. I've been doing that for about five years. Um, we started a company back in the day after I was just doing it for myself. And we, as you mentioned, we grew to seven states, 26 properties. 
wound up leaving that company and then starting another one with a with a business partner of mine. And obviously, you know, COVID had other plans uh, in the Airbnb space in those couple months. So we had a lot of our investors sell properties or, or, or you know, cut them loose or turn them into long-term rentals, which is great for them. I, I, I As long as they're making money, I don't care. And so we set back and we we assessed that I, I have 20 years in the hospitality business, uh, selling wine, hotels, all that kind of stuff. So we decided that we wanted to get more into the experience model, you know, more luxury, more, more, you know, just where it is matters more than just the property. So so we are focused now on doing luxury experiences with our clients, uh, places in Montana, places in Colorado, things that really give you that wow factor. So when you switch your business model to something like that, it takes a little longer because those properties are bigger and 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 there's a lot of uh, lift on those. So, you know, I turn down a lot of offers every week and it's just not something I want to do because I've been down the road. Uh, when we were at scale, I was getting 80 to 125 messages a day on my phone and uh, at 11 o'clock at night, four in the morning, and I just was not in a good place. So I, I respect what we grew, but I also understood that that was not sustainable for the long term. So we, we've, we've shifted that model and this is a lot more, you know, proper for me and my lifestyle, the way I want to move forward. And then we have, my new business, which is the construction space, which we, once again, COVID, I had two lots under contract in Canyon Lake to build on and the money dried up right when COVID hit. So we had to back out of those, but I always had a need to get a new construction because I see the need for it and, and Texas is growing. And so long story short, met a guy on a podcast. Uh, I was his first guest and then we got to talk and he came on my podcast and now we're business partners. And so we're uh, about to start building our first house. And, you know, we're, I'm super excited about that because the demand that is in need for Texas the, with the goal of doing um, single family residents and small multifamilies in a offsite new construction setting. So with the goal of eventually, you know, building 20, 30, 40 unit apartments down the road. So, so get it on. Yeah, but 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 the great thing about construction is, as I've learned in a short amount of time, uh, it's hurry up and wait. Uh, that's oh, the yes, name so. of the game for sure. You yeah. know, but I but I will say this, and I had this revelation this week because we we've only we've only started this at the end of March, and there's been a lot of we've got clients we're talking to different developments in Dallas and and Tennessee and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I've learned more in two months <laughs> than if you put if you put a hundred books in me for the next 10 years. And what I implore everybody to do is if you really want to do something, just go do it. You're going to learn 9 billion more things by just jumping in the game. Dude, I had no idea about easements and all these, you know, like, I mean, the city and like the city will tell you exactly what's going to go down really quickly. So, you know, by just getting in there, asking questions, maybe, maybe guys, little tip, if, if there's somebody says a word that you don't understand what it is, just write it down, go look it up later. Like, just be like, mm-hmm, 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 you know? And so you kind of just, you kind of gain knowledge by doing is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's so key. So a few things I heard, right. So you had to, you were doing property management, mm-hmm. property management, managing assets, helping investors, dealing with a lot of them. 
27 different properties, all different times of day and night, Airbnbers, they're, they're not on site. They haven't lived there for a year. They're like, where's this? Where's that? How do I get into this? All these problems mm-hmm. and issues at any given time of vacation mode, right? So it can mm-hmm. be day and night. And then uh, over multiple different states and all of that was kind of what you said, your, maybe the lifestyle that you had created, even though it was a, sounds like a very successful business, the lifestyle was kind of different. You constructed that lifestyle mm-hmm. uh, and you made it. And then maybe realized, hey, there's something that's a little different here. So I I heard, I picked that part up. Yeah. Another part that I heard was, man, the, just the pivot, right? So mm-hmm. pivot during COVID, when things moved, you had to move. So you mm-hmm. had to be flexible and you had to, and to go to, you know, skate where the puck is, right? Well, uh, rescue, you know, mindset, right? Well, what's interesting, because I know all the big operators in Airbnb around the world. It's just my ecosystem. I know who they are. I, they're friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just down in Costa Rica a couple of weeks ago. I was talking to my friend who has three down there. They're from Kansas, but they've lived in Costa Rica for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And when when Costa Rica shut the borders down, they had no Airbnb yeah. guests, right? Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. they pivot. Then they pivoted towards Swiss Canadian people wanting to live there for three months, six months, Whoa, and okay. and so they put them in there, right? And they're not making as much cash flow, right? But they're paying their bills and they're making a little bills. bit over. You know what they said to me? We're not going back. This is amazing. <laughs> They said, this is, we can go travel now. We can go do, we're not not running a hotel. And so I look, and I only say that to say this, don't be so steadfast in your, the way that you generate money out of your property, that you're not open to new things. Because I think the, 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 the rules change, the laws change, the economy changes. I like to go into every situation with as many tools as in my tool belt to make that property work for me as possible. Mm-hmm. That's why we're looking at land right now. And we're talking about tree houses, high-end tree houses and yurts, you know, and, t- and tents and, and teepees, because what can we do to this property that can generate the most amount of money? Here's the space. How do we make the most amount of money? And then, and then the, the way that happens changes all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Hey man, you got to be flexible. And I love the open mindset and and then another thing, you you know, just now you're mentioning the network is so key. Had you not known some others that were doing what you're doing or had not networked, you may not have had the insight that they bestowed upon you. We're not going back. We're doing it this way. And, you know, it's, it's maybe you telling them the same and both parties are benefiting from that network. Both parties are benefiting from the education, the mindset that that you get to share with each other. And I think that's really cool. Another big one you mentioned was, man, if you want to learn how to do something, then you need to go do it. So this is uh, I'm 100% with you. We're, we're doing our first uh, new development, new construction. Okay. It's 150 freaking doors. Ugh. And this deal has been way, you know, taking us way longer than expected in the front end. But I mean, there's all these schematics and drawings and mechanical and HVAC and engineering and oh, then you know I got to worry about this approval, that approval. What and now I'm like just getting into okay types of materials. Well, what happens if that material is not available? Well, we got to have let's pick a one, a two, a third choice. Not these end finishings that is still way down the road. But you know when you do all of this stuff, you know I, 
you just end up learning all of it along the way. And there would be no book or no podcast interview that you're really going to go, you know, say, Oh, I, now I know it all. You got to go do it. And taking action is so key. Right. Well, what's interesting. Right. And and I had this epiphany earlier this week on my other podcast with my co-host, Anthony, who runs a capital company out of Minnesota on our other podcast. And he said, he said something during our meetup that I hosted last week in Nashville that communication is the number one thing that you need as a spouse, as a owner, as a operator, as a real estate investor, yet we don't practice it at all. And so then that got me thinking when I was working out, isn't that really what life is? Like if we stop clinging to death with everything that it needs to be perfect and I need to know everything like isn't ultimately timing really everything. So if you're always learning and you're always putting yourself in positions with amazing people around you where you're leveling up, you're learning, you're getting in there, then you're going to be better served for it when the opportunity does show up instead of thinking I'm not ready instead of because we've we've become this society thinking that perfection is the what it that's it's nothing like flawed is really what society is about but but understanding that on the basis of that i choose to get better every day if you can hang your hat on that then then we're working in the right direction yeah yeah what, you know what a great mindset because the the perfection part of it that alone keeps a lot of people from moving forward on maybe a hobby, maybe a new job, maybe a new investing technique. I was like, well, I got to know all this stuff before it's got to be ready. I'm like, man, you'll, you, if, if you need all that stuff to be ready, you're, you're never going to leap. You're never going to jump. You just got to take a look. You got to do a little something and take something on faith there and just start moving. And then naturally what happens is all the right things start to come in place because you're, you know, you're putting it out there. You're learning what you need to do along the way. It's never going to be perfect. And maybe that's the first round. That's the first iteration. You, mm-hmm. If you had failure, that's okay because you're going to learn enough along the way. The second round, you do it better. The third round, fourth round. And, you know, no, nobody becomes an expert on their first go. Yeah. <laughs> right? I have, a, I have a mentor of mine I interviewed for the podcast a long time ago. Yeah. And he refuses. He's a high-level coach for like CEOs. And he refuses to talk about his bio. And I said, why? He goes, bios are meaningless. He goes, how about we talk about what actually made me what I am? And that's my list of failures. So repeat this one more time. So he said, how about we talk, how about we don't talk about my bio because it's meaningless because who I actually am built up to be is who I, where my failures are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Man, I, I, uh, what was his name? Steve Weatherford. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure his name. Mm -hmm. And he was an NFL kicker and Super Bowl, however many time winner. And he spoke at a mastermind that we were at and, you know, he's, uh, he's going through his bullets, his Super Bowl champion once, twice, whatever kicker this, I made all these amazing things. He goes, look, this is the timeline as he was talking through us. And he goes, what all this timeline shows are all these high, amazing moments. But what it doesn't show is on the other end of those highlights, whether before or after he said he was like i was at some of the lowest points of my life mm. <laughs> and he's like there was all kinds of things in his background you know he he went through the gamut 
uh, drugs, alcohol, this, that, high life, expending, whatever. He was like, I was some of the lowest. He goes, and then I, you know, we, we had amazing highs. We did it, you know, amazing performance, but he was like, there, there's so many obstacles and challenges and failures to get to that point. And then it goes down and you're in a super low and then it goes a high, a high point. And I guess just most people may, that may not have had these crazy achievements in their mind, they, they don't realize there's a lot of failure behind a lot of those achievements and you just got to weather those storms. So anyways, I, I, you know, let me, let me pause here because sure. on this, on that point, you know, we talked a little bit and I thought your story was super inspiring, right? Mm-hmm. You have one of those backgrounds where you've overcome some immense challenges, immense obstacles mm-hmm. to even get to a mindset where it sounds pretty freaking clear to me today where you can help coach others, give some mindset. You've been through some low points and now you're helping people get to their highs. So where, like, how did the, all this stuff start in real yeah. estate? Where did, I mean, where, what happened? Well, where did you come well, from? What what's interesting is I'm going to frame it hundred percent different for the first time, because I think sometimes when I share my story so freely, mm-hmm. people are like, it almost feels like it's fake. And I'm like, no, I just got to a point where I understand that my story is nothing more and to empower somebody yeah. to step out of their own way, right? And, and the reason I say that is to say this, is that remember that each one of you has a story. It doesn't matter how you were raised. It doesn't matter where you are. And so mine started when I was 17 years old. My, my dad was a dentist in, in Sugarland, Texas. And, you know, we grew up across the street from, from, from Robert Ory, a basketball player. Avery Johnson lived down the street. You know, we were a nice great, neighborhood. Great neighborhood. Yeah, great yeah. neighborhood. Ain't no bad going to country club, you know. But I, 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 I didn't like school. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I had a photographic memory. It didn't really do anything for me. And uh, when I was 17 years old, uh, one of my, one of my friend's dads was like, you're a little different. So he handed me like rich dad, poor dad. And he's like, read it. And I read it in like a week and I reported back to him and like that totally like shift my entire mind. Well, a couple of months later, I was still getting in trouble in school. My parents told me like, hey, it was either military school or you're going to Beaumont, Texas, which is where my parents are from in the country. And I was like, well, I'm not going to military school, so I'll just go out this way, which is like three hours away. So I wound up going to school there and I went from like 4,000 in my school to like a hundred and they were all like hicks and cowboys and they wore camo to school. Yeah, it was, it was different, way different. And uh, two months into that, my parents came to me and they said, Hey, we're getting a divorce. And so I associated for, for lack of unproper communication with myself and through my parents, I, I, I associated myself with the reason they got divorced and And that started a a downward spiral. I joined uh, the restaurant business when I was 18. And if anybody knows the restaurant business, especially back in those days, it was fueled by alcohol and and drugs and got introduced to to cocaine and alcohol and proceeded to partake in that stuff. And then um, one day got introduced to methamphetamines and that shit does not mess around. You know, you're using on the weekends you know, Friday or Saturday, and then Friday or Saturday turns into Monday, Tuesday, and then Tuesday, (laughs) Tuesday, Wednesday. And, you know, you're, you're still working, you're still getting everything done, but you're, but you're not, you're not all there. And wound up kind of coming to a head when I stayed up for like eight days straight one time and wasn't eating and had lost like 25 pounds and 
an ex-girlfriend saw me and she was like, you know, Hey, you look terrible, like get your shit together. And, and so I packed up all my stuff and I, I moved to Austin, Texas. Uh, and that day I, I quit the hard drugs for good. I just, I don't know what it was. I don't know if I was done with it or just kind of over it, but I just, I just quit cold Turkey, which is not rarely the case, but I, but I still drink and, and I, and I want to make that very clear to everybody. Like, so yeah, I might've quit the hard drugs, but I still drink because, you know, alcohol is socially acceptable and it's, it's, it's whatever. And I worked in the restaurant yeah. business. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so fast forward a couple months, I wound up, uh, getting way too drunk and wound up wrecking my car, running into somebody's yard and running over their mailbox and wound up getting out of it. That's a crazy story, but, but total my car didn't have a job, didn't have a place to live. My friend came and got me from Austin, took me back home to my mom's house. And I, I proceeded to continue to party for another month and she had had enough. And, um, she kicked me out and my dad cut me off and I had a bag of clothes and I had my, my BS excuses. And, uh, my friend picked me up and I, I cried like a little baby for like a couple hours. And he was like, Hey, you know, uh, look, we're going to figure this out. Like get it, like pull it together. Like we're going to start here. And so yeah. he, he called a buddy that he knew who worked owned a construction company. And he said, listen, this guy's going to pick you up at 5.00 AM. He's going to drop you off at 6.30. And you're going to figure, and you're going to figure it out. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't, I didn't even know what I was doing, to be honest yeah. with you. I didn't even care. So I had nowhere to live and wound up my best friend's brother had a house in Beaumont. And he was like, listen, we got nowhere to you, for you to live, but we got a closet underneath the stairs that you can stay in. So yeah. I had a bag of clothes and a single mattress and a fan. And I slept in a closet for three months and I lived off ham sandwiches and ramen noodles. That guy came and picked me up every morning. I laid tile and brick in Texas in the middle of the summer. Yeah. So you can, you can imagine that I was not uh, pleasurable, but you know, what's funny. I was on a podcast yesterday and I was, I remember this, it finally hit me and I don't remember this. I would sit in the homes that we were working in and I would read during my lunch break Yeah. and I would read like the Lance Armstrong book or like some positive personal development book. So as that registers, now I realize that was kind of the seed that's been planted, but People always ask me all the time, like, what got you out of that closet? And yeah. I remember, and yeah. I remember, yeah. And I remember, cause you have a lot of time to self-reflect <laughs> country club, 3,500 square foot house, golf course to, to that. My parents always taught me that the default is to work. It's yeah. not to complain. It's not, it's to work. It's to work. And something, part of the story that I rarely share right? And this goes to all you parents out there. There's no part of my mom that wanted to do that. There's no part. She, she told me later on, a couple of years later, she cried every night, not knowing where her son was, if he was alive. But I wasn't getting the message. <laughs> I wasn't getting the, the, I wasn't understanding the gravity of where we were going. So I will forever be grateful to both of my parents for having the strength to send me the strongest message possible as we're not going to put up with your shit. Hello, hello. You're listening to the Five Talents Podcast. I'm your host, Abel Pacheco. If you're enjoying this podcast, then I know you're serious about achieving financial freedom. Are you ready to create your own path through multifamily investing for yourself and your family? 
then I know you're gonna appreciate our investor's guide to multifamily investing. It's titled Tackling Commercial Real Estate the Easy Way. We use this guide to invest ourselves in $93 million worth of real estate. So we're gonna show you the basic mechanics of multifamily syndications and how to evaluate your next passive investment opportunity. So the best part, if you subscribe to our podcast now, leave us a review and a rating. I'm gonna give you a free copy of our ebook. So please take a moment to do that now. Once you've done that, go to 5tcre.com forward slash ebook, 5tcre.com forward slash ebook. Make sure to let us know you left a review and we're gonna send you a free copy. So thank you so much for subscribing to the Five Talents Podcast. We really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I saved up some money. I got a car. I got my bartending job back. And then let's just say that I've been running from that closet ever since. So, <laughs> so two years ago, two and a half years ago, I joined a mastermind called M1. Yeah. I met a guy on Instagram. He told me, hey, if you're if there's any houses in the Denver Heights area, I'm buying. I said, no, I'm buying first. And he was like, and I was, and he was like, oh, saucy, huh? So we met for coffee the next day, and I wound up telling him, you know, my story. I was still drinking at the time, and he said, hey, dude, you you need to join this mastermind. Like I was like, my dreams are bigger than the people I'm around. He was like, boom, done, you're in, let's go. So yeah. I joined this thing, and I, I wound up meeting these guys who were successful, and they were they were nine and eleven months sober. And it was the first time I've ever been around anybody successful that was sober. And, wow. and so it, it gave even think about that kind of stuff. That's yeah, a, it, it gave me the powerful. freedom to understand that it was okay. Mm -hmm. And they said, listen, if you ever thought about it, give it a shot. Yeah. And so I made it like 26 days. I drank again. I was mad at myself. I waited 30 more days. And then I said, let's go 60 days. Well, 60 days turned into six months and then six months turned into a year. And yeah. then, so here we are two and a half years later, I've lost, you know, 70 pounds and <laughs> we're, we're out here just trying to, trying to make an impact. So trying to, trying to go make it happen. Look at yeah. that, man. Thank you just so much for being vulnerable, for being open, for sharing somebody else uh, myself. I'm, I'm like, man, that's so inspiring. I'm, you know, listening to everything from your perspective, other people, they're going to be, they're going to benefit from saying, oh man, look at the courage that this individual has. Mm -hmm. Austin, and just to make it happen in the way you did it, I'm I'm inspired, bro. You know, you know what's interesting, and it's funny that we're having this conversation right now. Before I started, I got a DM from a young man who said, "I want to thank you," and I was like, oh, "We don't even know each other." And he <laughs> said, "He said, he said, I'm a new father. I was addicted to cocaine and alcohol." He said, "I just moved to be get away from my bad situation." He goes, yeah. I've been sober for a couple months. He goes, your podcast has told me it's all right to be me and you've changed my life. Yeah. And I think sometimes when we put out this content, sometimes when we, we're, we're like, oh, you know, it's another post, right? Yeah. Remember, guys, anybody that's producing content out there, it's the people that are listening and watching that don't click like or don't comment that you're really affecting. So if you want to share your story, you want to do a post, make sure you do it. Cause it, it matters to people. Yeah, baby. I love it. I love it, Austin. I'm super excited. Thank you very much for just, you know, for doing that. You're, you're impacting some folks. <clears throat> you got me choked up a little bit on this side. Uh, I'm, I'm inspired too, man. I, I stopped drinking uh, for those that, 
you know, maybe like, oh, I wonder, you know, what the success part of it. I have, let's see, I think I stopped drinking one time when I was younger and I had like a four year run Mm -hmm. and I had an amazing, uh, amazing run, you know, not drinking. The only reason I stopped was I ended it in Napa Valley for like a super awards trip (laughs) from, from my professional world. Uh, I worked at Rackspace and we went on, like they had this rack star trip and they took us to Napa Valley. And I go, well, I'm looking at my wife. I go, we're in, we're in wine country. Yeah. I'm going to drink some wine. And anyways, I, I, that started a, you know, maybe six months or a year that I would drink a beer every once in a while. But after that four year run, I'm on my second four year run. Okay. So it's been a number of years that I don't, I don't drink and, you know, I'm 41. So I used to, I had a good time in college and I mm-hmm. had a good time uh, when I was in high school and all the way up until, and man, you know, just being sober in general, it's like, wow. Oh, I love it. And people have asked me, well, did you have, Oh, you have, you don't drink anymore. Did you have a problem? And I go, you know, not, not really ever a problem. Like a, I drank socially, whatever. But I, I notice when I don't drink, my mind is it's so it allows me to focus on what I really want to be focused on. It's mm-hmm. not, hey, where am I going to go hang out this evening or, you know, with this group of folks or how much did I drink or not drink? Or I wonder if my morning's messed up or what about driving? What about here? Do I have to get an, you know, uh, an, uh, what's that, an Uber? Do I have to leave my car? All this like it's just like a whole big uh a lot of mental energy that goes into it and i didn't realize it at the moment i said nah i'm good i was like oh i i'm actually good you and then and then my friends like you want to come hang out i go yeah let's go hang out i'm gonna go to the bar and have a glass of water and it's like it, it's funny there was a i had a, a, <laughs> a group of friends and they bait it was dad's uh what's the dang it i, I lost the words they're having a baby and my my buddy's batch uh not a bachelor party what the heck pre-baby party diaper yeah. party whatever for yeah. the for the dad so anyways we're out of place and they're drinking some pretty pretty high-end uh drinks and they're passing this tab around and they're like hey there's like 10 of us and we're gonna split it and then they're like hey abel your your <laughs> your dollar amount is like oh, i go whoa that's like 200 bucks a person you guys are hitting it hard and somebody goes, oh, oh, Abel doesn't drink. No, no, no. We're, you know, don't, don't pay. Like, oh, yeah, even that. <laughs> so the tab didn't get passed to me. I had a great time. Anyway, yeah. super fun. But, you know, just there's a lot of mental energy, energy that goes. Once you can pass that, once you can focus on what your dreams are, like you said, your dreams are bigger than the people that you're around. You joined a mastermind. Maybe tell us a little bit about, dude, tell us about what a mastermind is. For, yeah. Forget and, about the specific group, but just and just to, and just to hit on your point, mind? and just to hit on your point about taking my way. This can be, and by the way, I still champion booze. I sold it for twenty years. I love Napa. <laughs> I love France. I'm a oh, master yeah. bartender, so like I still make I drinks for my mentors. But I, I will say this to to piggyback on your point. Yeah, we do this in so many things. Like understand that, like your clothes to go work out in the morning if they're mm-hmm. in the closet behind yeah. nine things, you're yeah. expending mental energy to go find those things. So set yourself up for success in life. Meaning if you don't have to think about it or you're busy, get a pre-made meal service, like all these things that we can do to, to short change, to make sure that we're on the path to success. But it was ultimately this mastermind and I'm not currently in it anymore, 
but who I was a window into the world of holy crap. And, and what I mean by that is I think a lot of investors out there, you know what, I'll go to venture that most investors out there live inside their bubble. Like they're like, oh, I'm in San Antonio and I'm, you know, flipping three houses a, a year. And I'm like, dude, that's great. But when I had three Airbnbs and I got around dudes that had 113, you're yeah. like, holy crap. And then, and then your mind shifts. But here's what's just even more. Then you're in those conversations and then they go, wait, do you not have automated messaging? Do you not have a keyless entry? Do you not have this? And here I am dying inside, working two jobs, cleaning three Airbnbs. I in three things I put into my properties and I go, oh my God, I could do 40 now. So it was that one conversation with those people. So when you allow yourself to get in those conversations with people that are doing higher and bigger things than you, remember that water, water finds its level. So at the end of the day, you will rise to the occasion of what they're doing, right? They, t- they say it all the time. You hang, along, you hang around long enough with five millionaires, you're going to be the sixth. Like, and so what it really is, right? And I had this happen to me when I went to Nashville and I went to a Jake and Gino event. And there was a guy that was speaking that had like 300 units, I want to say. And they bought like 1,450 units in one shot like in a package. Yeah. And he just looked, he, he was talking to the group and he goes, I mean, what? We were just going to do it. And, and he's like, <laughs> and, I, and I'm just like, huh? And yeah. like, you're sitting there the whole day and you're just realizing like, it's all possible. It's yes. all possible. And he's yes. just like, Hey, we're just going to figure it out. Yes. And so think about how much that shot his life up in that one shot. Right. And so when you get around people like that, it expands your mind to think that really anything's possible. Cause you know, I think that we view time as this thing that is takes forever, but if you really focus and you really put your head down and you really get surrounded by the right people in a year, two years, three years, you can be retired. And I, and I say that and people get pissed at me and I'm like, no, it's the truth. Like there's done properly people that have, been around that have done it and Mm -hmm. until i met them though it was kind of hard for me to wrap my mind around it because i was 38 i'm 41 now and then i go are you kidding me no way i've been working at this thing too long and i finally got to this big paycheck and now it's gonna happen and they're like no no no, it won't happen that way (laughs) like dude no i've just been putting all these years in a professional career but yeah yeah. hard to wrap your mind around it right it is, but it, but it, you know why I know it's possible because I have multiple young kids in my ecosystem who are 23 and 24 that could retire right now if they wanted to. Yeah, they're already done. And they're already done. I've interviewed, and, I've interviewed a few yeah, of them on my podcast. Yeah. And you're, and you're just like, I got, like, I got one out in Arizona that's 22 that's done already. Like if he wants to be, he's not going to, but I'm just like, guys, and be at guys, a level, but yeah. yeah. I'm like, so, so stop whining and complaining because it's possible. It's just that he is not out at the bars. He's not out doing those things. He is putting in the work since he was 17 and, and it's paying off now because that, you know, what's interesting is that I really think that this all comes down to one really thing. What do you value? What do you value? Because here's what I do know. And tell me if this doesn't hit home with you, the same people that asked for my advice two years ago, a year ago, are the same people that are going to come to me 15 years from now 
when I'm sitting on my island and I'm chillaxing and they're going to go, yeah. what was the secret? And I go, I've mm -hmm. been saying the same damn thing every year for 15 years. Mm -hmm. You didn't want to get to work. It's as simple as that. Life is not very complicated. Live on less than you make. Move your body 15 minutes a day. Eat well. Be kind to people. Drink water. Take a portion of what you make and invest it in long-term investments. There you go. I just gave you the secret to life. They're pretty simple, um, uh, you know, principles that are there. It's hard to think there are some of them that are that simple, but yeah, health, wealth, you know, and, and, uh, for me, faith, I'll, I'm, that's a lot of things that, uh, that I point to all the time, you know, just on a constant everyday basis. I look at all these magic moments. And I'm like, man, thank you, Lord, for helping me through these things. You've got the blueprints though. It's like these basic things, just go do those every day. And uh, our, we're created by our habits. <clears throat> we're created mm -hmm. by fear and greed. And we're created by, you know, the desires and wants and motivations, whether they're in our hearts or our head. And then ultimately what happens is your habits, what you do every single day, like a creature of habit, whether it's mm -hmm. in the morning, afternoon, nighttime, in your thoughts, they kind of keep hitting you and hitting you, hitting you. And that creates your actions and that creates your actions, creates your outcome. And, you know, if you're, if you're always fearful and always scared or worried or always, you know, think you can't do that, that's your thought process. And that becomes your habit becomes to play that way. And when you start acting and playing that way, then that becomes your life because life is a bunch of moments that ends up being one hour at a time. One day is gone, turns into a week and a month and a year, and then you're gone. Right. So, well, you know, and, and what they don't tell you is everything that you're doing today is going to show up six months from now. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite books in the entire world is called the slight edge. And he the says, slight the, edge. I've the never slight heard edge. Tell me about he it. says, he says, he says the problem with habits mm -hmm. And the problem with daily activities is just as easy they, as they are to do. They're just as easy not to do. Mm -hmm. And what he means by is eating that hamburger or not working out or not working on your business. It's yeah. not going to kill you. But yeah. doing that compounded over a long time is the single greatest difference in success. Yep. Yeah, man, I'm pumped. I, I just hired a, uh, I hired a health coach and a nutrition yeah. program and I got all that stuff going and uh, I'm going to lose like 90 pounds. Whoa. Yeah, I'm dude. Excited. Well, well, you know, it's 278. It, I'm, I'm 262. Today. Let's go. Dude. It's, you know, for, and, and, and to hit on that point, COVID happens. I get laid off from private equity. Two weeks later, I get divorced. 13 year marriage falls apart. Man. Lose my dog. I lose my house. I have seven boxes to my name, you know, that kind of story. And I traveled around and it wasn't always easy, but I tell you what I had, I clung like death to my daily habits and my working out and my health was what I hung on to. No matter what city I was in, where I was mentally if I knew that if I took time for myself and I did that, mm -hmm. then I would at least have that to hang on to in the storm. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people understand that health and fitness is the quickest way to a quick win.
and it, and it boosts confidence oh, yeah. internally. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so we have to start there. That's what matters. Boom. I'm excited. I'm excited, yeah. man. Hey, brother. So I'm, uh, I'm happy that uh, we got connected. I'm super yeah. excited that we got, you know, to spend a little time together for those people that are listening, who do you want to reach out to you and where do they go reach you? Sure. Anybody that's feeling stuck that needs their ass kicked, just give me a call. No, nah, but uh, that, dude, that's, the, that's the deal, man. Here's the deal. There's no chance that my coaching clients don't meet me. They change their job, move across the country, travel to Europe. It's what I do. I like to shake it up. But, but the easiest way to get a hold of me is Instagram or Facebook, Austin Lenny. But you can go to my website, www.austinlenny.com. And you can find the podcast, you can find, you can reach out to me, whatever you need. Uh, I'm available. I love to help out anybody that's possible. And I can't thank you enough, sir. You're somebody that I really look up to and 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 you inspire me with how much you network and how much you give back. And I just wanted to share that on the air and, and thank you so much. All right on, brother. Yeah, I'm excited, Austin. But I have a couple more questions before you go. Sure. Uh, so thank you for sharing. I think, um, you know, I have, I have a feeling a few more than a few people will reach out and and uh, at least say hello, connect with you one way or the other, dude. Uh, your coaching programs—it's mm-hmm. more than just real estate investors. Even though oh. we're talking to a lot of real yeah. estate folks, you're talking professional life coach, that kind of thing, is all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I have guys who are in the health insurance space, building companies. I've got people in Canada around. It doesn't matter. I mean, really, I cover everywhere. People know me for my real estate, but really, it's more mm-hmm. about. Just, you know, I'm just trying to make them the best version of themselves. Um, a lot of my clients are extremely highly successful people that just, they're not clicking on all the pillars. Like maybe their relationship's out of whack. Maybe their health is out of whack. And so we're just trying to get them to understand that, yeah, you can make all the money in the world, but let's make sure that the soul, mind, and body are, are incongruent with who they need to be. All right. And then... Uh, you also do some real estate. So it's mm-hmm. kind of, we have, you're doing, you're going to do construction. You're going to yep. build some new stuff. You yep. are uh, the construct or you're doing construction rather. I'm sure you're learning entitlements and land. Yeah. And like you said, all this stuff was super fun. And then you're going to go, you know, build some developments. And then also you're helping other investors, private equity, you know, sources, areas, things like that. Right. It's, 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 yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely something I'm, I'm in a full crash course right now in in talks to do some stuff with that. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, I've always thought about and, and kind of gravitated towards the raising of the funds for, for operators and stuff like that. So it's definitely something that I don't take lightly because I know there are regulations. I know there are parameters that you have to stick in. So I'm very pragmatic with my education to make sure that I'm surrounding myself. I have a good friend of mine that works for Hunter Thompson. So, you know, I'm definitely learning a lot from his book and and just kind of talking to as many people as I can. My window in the private equity world really opened my eyes to how money is operated. And if you can understand how money works, you can really use it to create long-term wealth and speed up the the process of investing. Yeah, baby. Yeah. 10 years, I bought houses. We, me and my wife, we saved all our money and we did it ourselves. And I thought that was the way because I didn't have any partners. I didn't have to split it with anybody. So mm-hmm. this is the, whoa. Well, yeah, I don't want to split it with anybody. 
And it took, you know, it took me 10 years to get a little light bulb moment. They're like, how do you think these bigger deals are done? We partner with people are like, oh, yeah. so I got to have partners. They're like, yeah, some of these big deals have like 30 partners. Mm-hmm. And you're like, holy moly, 30 people on a deal. You're like, yep. Yep. But that's not a hundred thousand dollar house; it's a ten million dollar one. So the yeah. pie is big enough; everybody gets their fair share. Here's and- what the, here's what they don't tell you, and I learned this very quickly from private equity. I, a boss told me this on day one. I thought he was joking. He goes, "You're going to put out the same amount of effort on a hundred thousand dollar loan as you are on a fifteen million dollar loan. Shoot for the stars, my friend." Yeah. Yep. It's and the truth. I, I'm now also learning that a hundred thousand dollar cash investment can be invested in a single family house, a $10 million deal, or a hundred million dollar freaking five, half a billion dollar portfolio, yeah. same hundred grand. <laughs> and, and I was like, are you serious? You're like, yeah, like 10,000 doors. We're doing it. We have a fund open yeah. right now. And it, mm-hmm. The fund is essentially it's buying 10,000 plus doors, like half a billion dollars worth of real estate. And, and actually that uh, there's a, there's an entity that's running it. And I, I was asked this question the other day. They go, hey, let me ask you this. If you have somebody who's an expert, they've been doing something for 30 years and they're just experts and they got a lot of resources and all the time. And who do you think is going to do this better, the expert or you just learning? And I'm like, well, <laughs> probably the expert. And 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 I start thinking about this stuff because like sometimes I'm talking with investors and, and they want control. I need this hundred K I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to put it here because I need control. And I, I have never asked that question. I'm going to start. Hey, if you had a team that was doing this for, you know, 20, 30 years of expertise and, you know, they were just cranking away. Who do you think would do that better? Them or you? Well, hey, welcome. Welcome to my Airbnb world. Like, you know, I've been doing it five years at scale and, and, you know, the homemaker is like, no, you should do it this way. And I'm like, so here's the rule. If you get into business with me, you're not allowed to like we we we're full service. So literally you get five page report every month with a check in your bank account. You don't have you don't even know if there's anybody in your house. Yeah. So don't ask me <laughs> like just let me go to work. Like and I've made it very clear because we have had the owner. True story. True story. The biggest house we ever got. I told this guy do not spend this much money on this remodel. It's an Airbnb. And he did it anyway. And he was buying like $170 lamps and, and like rugs. And I'm like, bro, Whoa. it's not going to go good for you. And sure enough, it didn't. But that's neither here nor there. But he kept refreshing the Airbnb calendar every 45 minutes and texting us. He's like, I needed to make money. I needed to make money. And I'm like, bro, you need to just dial it back. And sure enough, I got him... $9,000 in one month. And he was still upset. And I'm like, dude, like, I just got you like, you know, six times your mortgage, but yeah. you know, sometimes you just can't please everybody and you got to let the experts do what they do best. Yeah. So anyways, this has been an awesome conversation. Austin, is there anything we didn't talk about today or any question you're hoping to ask? I just didn't so, get so you love mindset and I have bought this book 60 times for everybody I run into contact with. So I just want to share this parting piece of value. It's $13 on Amazon. It'll change your entire life. It's called What You Say When You Talk to Yourself. And it's it's a book about how your subconscious mind controls 90% of what you do and who you are. Mm-hmm. And so it teaches you to reprogram your mind to create abundance and release 
the stuff that's holding you back. Mm -hmm. I love it. That's a great book. I have read this book many multiple times, not the one you're talking about, but I, it's exactly what it is yeah. what you say when you talk to yourself. And the book that I read was uh, the greatest salesman in the world. Okay. Yeah, I have some it. Some people you have. I don't know if you. I I, I I partaked a little bit, but I haven't dug into it all. Uh, right. By Og Mandino, and it sounds like a sales book. Like, oh, the greatest salesman in the world. Like, oh, you want to be a salesperson? But what it really is, it's a. It's set up in a way that gives you multiple principles on which to live your life by. Like, you know, I will master my emotions. I'll become. Uh, a master of my emotions. I will persist till, uh, until I succeed. I will greet this day with love in my heart. I will act now. And every one of these chapters is kind of like a principle. It tells a story and you get this, mm -hmm. but the way they prescribe it, and I say prescription prescribed because it's not a one-time read. You read it and you're supposed to read one chapter every day for 30 days Okay, in the morning and afternoon and you say it out loud at night and you do that for 30 days and all of a sudden you memorize and starts to dig into your subconscious oh. like a chapter at a time. And, you know, when, when you say I will persist until I succeed and I was not delivered in this world in defeat, nor does failure course in my veins, you know, I'm not a sheep waiting to be part of my shepherd. I'm a lion and I don't talk or walk with a sheep. And I will, you know, you just start to, you, when you literally read it every morning, afternoon, and night, and you say it out loud, and you do it for 30 days, and I've done this you know, on this particular book because I love it, which I also try to meditate and say the same on the Bible, but those sink into your subconscious, and when you go to sleep, and when you wake up, and when you act, you start to act the exact same way that you read, and this is probably exactly... This is opening, I bet, a mindset like, yeah, this is what happens. And then this book would be like, oh, you want some programming? Here, use this one to program your mind. <laughs> I'm going to start that tomorrow. I'm buying it right after we get off this. I, so, I want to say I heard Matthew McConaughey say yeah. uh, that he read this particular book when he was younger. And it's I think he was one of the ones I go, oh, OK, he read it. Someone else gave it to me. But then as soon as I don't know why Matthew McConaughey, I, I like that guy. <laughs> yeah, me too. Brother, thanks. It's been an amazing conversation. Super appreciate your time. Let's talk soon. All right, my man. Thank you so much. All right. Again, my name is Abel Pacheco. I'm your host of the Five Talents Podcast. We really appreciate it. If you heard something that provided you value today, which I find it hard to believe that not find value in this show, I know you did. Go to our podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. Leave us a written review. Go ping Austin. Go tell him. You appreciate his time and telling me heard us here on a five talents podcast. I would be blessed. So thank you very much. Austin, you're the man. Thanks for your time, brother. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you for listening to this episode of the five talents podcast with your host, myself, Abel Pacheco. Each week, we're going to bring you interviews from industry experts and commercial real estate investors who follow their dreams and achieve massive success. Before you leave, let me ask you a few questions. Did you enjoy this episode? Did you learn something valuable? Was your mind stretched to what's possible and what you can achieve? Do you want other experts just like the one you heard today? If you answered yes to any or all of those questions, then please take a moment to subscribe to the Five Talents Podcast, give us a five-star rating, and most importantly, leave us a written review. 
Tell us what you liked. Tell us your favorite guests. Give us any feedback. I'm excited to learn and improve so you can get a more valuable show. So thank you again for subscribing to the Five Talents Podcast.